Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Long time lover, the mind run upon you all the while. And remember how first time the tour we come in, it did seem like two shallow little snake in stream. Marching, mapless, hapless agalang through the rugged landscape of the heart song. Right now you're listening to SohoRadioLondon.com. My name is Dennis Bovell. This is Dub on Air. I have in the hot seat here today a man who's been sought here he's been sought there he's been sought everywhere and it's been thought that he was no longer here in fact two years ago when brinsley ford and i were in america we received news that he had passed i refused to believe that news and kept searching and uh my search led me to barbados where a friend, a mutual friend of ours by the name of Mose, I said, Mose, did you hear of the passing of... And he said, nah, that would never happen unless I knew about it. So I was consoled and I knew that that man was still alive and that man is right here in the studio with me today. Ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding as I present to you the star of the show Babylon, Mr. Archie Poole. Archie, welcome to the program, bro. Well, great to have me here. I say that's some sad news that's been passed around. I know, well, rumors. I don't know why, where they got it from, when they got it, and how they got it, but I was on the political front, so maybe on the political They wanted front, to murder you. Well, they tried to. <laughs> All right. But, you know. Well, you know, I, I, I'm feeling very lucky because, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of weeks ago, I presented a show at the South Bank and uh, a man came in front of me with a mask and dark glasses on and said, do you remember me? And I looked and I thought, hmm, the voice sounds like, I can't see the face, but only one name came to mind and I said, Archie Poole, and I was smack on. I didn't even have a second guess at it. I knew it was you, Archie. And uh, I was overjoyed that you were standing right there in front of me, you know, and uh a lot of people have sampled your voice from the film. I know a lot of DJs who've sampled your voice from the film. And uh, I want to ask you, how was it that Archie Poole became the sound man, Ital Lion, in this movie? Well, it really came out through, basically through audition. Okay. I went to an audition when they was putting it on. I heard of the audition. And um, I met this chap by the name of Stellman, Martin Stellman. Right, he was he was one of the authors. He was one of the writers, yes. Yeah. And he said, wow, Archie Poole. 
um, I've seen Black Joy. Okay. And you were the only thing in Black Joy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, you know, the energy that you put into Black Joy, you know, I enjoyed the part. That was with Norman Beaton, right? It was Norman Beaton. Right. It's one of the earliest. Um, My uncle, man. Yeah. Beaten but not shaken or something. Yeah. He wrote a book. Yeah, so. Yeah. Martin Stellman. Yeah, so Martin Stellman and, um, well, the audition took place. They had several people, you know, one of your man was the audition there mm-hmm. that um, played the audition. And then finally they called me up and they asked me if I, w- I would accept the part. Well, I know some system from you, yeah. especially <laughs> you, from the days of the Carib Club. Yeah. And, you know, you know, we all come out through some system. Of course. And um, that's our thing. That's our thing. So basically, it's just um, another part that that I grew up with. Well, I have to say, you played the man of the sound system admirably. In fact, all the sound system man them that came after that tried to be you, Dread. <laughs> no. Dreadhead. Yeah, Dreadhead. And um, I, I ran into um, the, the actor that played Fat Larry. Stefan Califer. Stefan. And I, I ran into him at um, a function uh, before lockdown. And I was standing in the queue where we were going to uh, lined up to get some food. And he came up to me and said, don't I know you? So I said, Fat Larry, get out of here. <laughs> but he was actually bunking the queue. But we had good fun. To, and I took a photo with him and showed it to Brinsley. Yeah. Because you know, or do you know, the film has recently been released in the USA. What's After 39 years, when, when the film was first made, they refused to show it. And just recently, they released it in 2019. So I heard, and I heard you guys went and got the credits. No, no, we went to represent. Um, and it was there that people were saying, well, where's Archie Poole? Everybody's trying to find Archie Poole. I said, well, he's, you know, he's quite a secretive man. You can't just approach Archie Poole like that. You have to know him, or he has to know you, or he's going to tell you, I'm busy. <laughs> so, but, but I think it was because, it, you know, like the fox and the grapes. When the fox can't get the grapes, you know, he said, I tell them grapes sour, man. Right? <laughs> sour grapes. So, <laughs> sour grapes. So when they couldn't find you, they said, he must be dead. So I said, how cruel of you. Again. Again, you know. So I said, all right, here I am now, ladies and gentlemen, speaking to Archie Poole. I'm, I'm going to play some music because uh, this song by Aswad has been the theme song of the film Babylon. <laughs> Warrior charge there. So tell me about the scene where you go to buy that dub plate. That's with Fat Larry. Yes. Well, it was was always brilliantly written. And as I said, growing up within the environment, I had experiences at record shops of these chaps who normally play these parts. And the banter between them, I knew that. Mm-hmm. It's like I know you from um, the sound sufferer. Yeah. Well, you see, the thing for me was that that tickled me was there was 
a Guyanese and a Trinidadian, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, pretending to have come from Jamaica. And, and the Trinidadian was speaking to no one because actually he's just um, trying to mama guy you. <laughs> and listeners, if you don't know what mama guy means, it's a Trinidadian expression, means he was trying to get the better of him. <laughs> or rob him <laughs> or lead him up the garden path and um, it was you know, particularly tickling to me because there was a Guyanese person a Trinidadian person and me a Bajan writing the music for all this whole thing and it was all about Jamaican music <laughs> but then I thought you know this uh, reggae is not only Jamaican it's Caribbean because when I think back to man like Jackie Opel, who was from Barbados and who was the singer of the group that was called the Scatolites, and who I heard Bob Marley say he idolized. And then when I think about man called Lynn Tate, the guitarist from Trinidad, who famously came with that what we call the picking guitar, you know, um, and that was an input from the Trinidadian contingent. And uh, so it, it was formulated in Jamaica and performed mainly by Jamaicans, but they were not alone in that, you know. And so uh, when I saw you there in, in this film and um, haggling to buy a dub, and uh, tell me about it, please, because... <laughs> well, very interesting what you talk about. But, you know, growing up in England, we were all one at yes. the end of the day. And we got to give the Jamaicans the strength and the power of the song system. Yes, which, lead uh, the way. Yeah, which promote the music. Lead the way. And as I said, we were all one. Yes. And um, from then on, you know, we go ahead. Anyway, that part... <laughs> I met a chap the other day, um, a friend of mine, brother, Kenny MacDonald, who did uh, Real McCoy. Uh -huh. And he told me how they are moored about that part. You know, yeah. it's, it's pretty simple, really. It's a very well played, though. Actually. Natural part. Come on, man. You know, and, yeah, man. Um, man. Well, especially when you say, Brixton, you call this? <laughs> <laughs> He said, listen, song one. This is in Kingston, you know. This is Brixton. <laughs> and then he proceeds to ask you, how about that nice chain you have around your neck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. that would, you know, go a long way to paying for this dub. <laughs> and there's you, right? Well, this herb is exclusive to I-Man. And I thought, <laughs> wow. And then um, the film was given an X certificate. I was a little bit disappointed. I thought, you know, kids should be able to see this. But they went, no, 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 no. There's too much ganja smoking going on in this film. <laughs> and also, uh, the scene where the character Beefy presents a movie camera while you're all in your sound lockup listening to tune and he comes and says to you, Smile, Dred, you're on TV. And you say, Beefy, wig. Now that rapport there between you and Trevor Laird, second to none. <laughs> you know, it was like an older person scolding a youth for doing wrong. 
Film the people. Film the people. Yeah, how are you going to film the people? It doesn't have any film. He said, Oh, that big box, I left that behind, man. Sure, too heavy. It's like, you left the, the recording part, you just took the camera. Oh, fantastic. So, um, since that, I would imagine um, you changed direction because uh, I, I don't know of you being in any more films as, as um, poignant as that. I know that you made uh, uh, Leeway as a rapper and your name was Rap because I worked with you on that. Right. Radical Alliance of Poets and Players. That's where I really started, actually. All right. I started um, because one thing I always wanted to do was act. And um, it wasn't possible those days if you didn't. Yeah. Well, even yeah. you couldn't even get to drama school. At all. Until um, Anna Shear came along with, mm -hmm. with Trevor Laird. And, and Brinsley was uh, one of the fortunate ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was one of the fortunate ones. And um, I went through rap and we performed poetry and music, which is a radical alliance of poetry and music. And um, through that, I managed to go on stage and coming off stage, when we started, a guy by the name of Jamal Ali um, wrote a thing by the name of, uh, which turned out to be Black Joy, as I said before. Mm -hmm. I got a part from Black Joy there. And from Black Joy, I elevated. But rap, as you said, you again, um, produce our music, which is Radical Alliance, Wicked City. Yes. And we um, did um, a sketch in there because we did poetry, music, and drama. And you know the sketch? Yes. The sketch is very popular still. The sketch is about the, um, the police and the girl being charged. Oh, yes. Squat 55 was a well, squat. Squat 55 was a militant base where the dreads them was going to mash up them face in a this Babylonian race. Mm -hmm. And you... The great producer himself. Thank our, you. Our great producer, Thank you. Um, musical producer, everything. You know, he's. That's how I was involved with that. And someone sent me a copy of it recently and said, I bet you don't remember this. And I'm like, you kidding? Dad used to drive old iron. Mom used to write tin cans. Ringing bells like hell. Working in the ship, yeah. Where they were told things would be so pretty. So, Brother Poole, tell me, what have you been doing in 40 years? Yes, 40 years. Doesn't yes. Fly. Well, after time, I, my mother always mentioned to me that she had this property in Guyana that she wants to build. Right. So, you know, when we was on the street, right. you know, our parents couldn't understand what was happening. Right. My mother used to tell me when the kids slap you in the face, turn the other, turn the cheek. We had a different idea. Well, you know, it hurt. Yeah, of when, course. When but the boy there's, you. <laughs> there's also a part of the Bible that says, an eye for an eye. <laughs> I like that one. So um, we couldn't do that. So mm. we went out in the streets and, you know, we got defending ourselves. We had to defend ourselves. Yeah. And um, she went through a hell of a lot. So I right. said to her, look, I'm at a stage now, which I was at a stage. I could have done everything or gone on further. I will assist you in helping building your house. So I went there, started it, and um, politics caught up with me. You know, the politics in, yeah. in Guyana. Yeah, very different. stiff. Politics in Caribbean. Politics is a stiff. thing. Stiff. You, know, you know, do or die. <laughs> yes. 
So right. I've been I've been rolling there since, and um, now I'm back. And as I'm back now, you know, you have, you know, crank up again, crank up everything again, and everybody calling me, my good Lord. Yes. I couldn't believe from when we met at the South Bank there, mm-hmm. and you described that scene amicably. Yes. You, 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 you put down that scene to the T. Mm-hmm. And when I heard Warrior Charge, I understand how popular the... The, the, the movie was. still is, the, and, the, and the film still is. Well, I have to tell you that um, sometime before, uh, oh, the director Franco Rosso okay. passed away. Oh my good lord! Well, you you didn't know that? No, I well, there you are. You are, he he's no longer with us, Franco. Rest in peace, bro. I was doing a show in Margate, and I was explaining to the audience this next piece of music that I'm going to play was written for the film Babylon. Uh, and I heard somebody in the audience shout, Dennis! I went, who's that? He went, Franco! <laughs> I'm like, yeah. people, Franco's in the audience, this one's for you, Franco. And prior to that, I had heard that he had passed. Well, So that was a shock for me that he was in the audience very much alive with his wife and children. Oh my God. Uh, sadly, he's, fi- you know. Finally. He's finally not no longer with us and, um, so, well, I hope uh, that doesn't happen to me. No, <laughs> you're going to be here forever, Archie. I know it. I know it. I know. <laughs> this, this is going to be life after your life. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, Franco. And um, when Franco first showed me the, the rushes of what um, had been filmed, you know, in Deptford, you were filming in Deptford, right? Yeah. And um, I said, Franco, this is the bomb. It's got, and he said, I'm glad you think so because I want you to write the music. <laughs> and um, he had asked Linton Kwesi Johnson if he was interested in writing the music. And uh, Linton, thankfully, said, no, that's Dennis's job. He writes the music. And uh, it, the, the project was turned over to me. And um, I'm very glad because now, uh, 40 years later, People are still raving about the music. They're still raving about the movie. It has become the movie Yeah, yeah. coming out of Babylon. Yeah, well, when I was in um, France, uh, when we was in Cannes, mm-hmm. as I tell you, I remember the chap by the name of Michael Billington mm-hmm. writing a review, mm-hmm. and he predicted that this, music, this movie will live forever and evermore. And let me say one thing more about you, you know. People don't understand. You are our Barry Gordy. Ah. <laughs> you know, you are our, what, uh, what they've all done in America, you have done it for us. Thank you. And all the accolades that is heaped upon you is overdue and you need more. Archipu, I want to thank you for joining us here on Dove On Air and uh, long may you reign. Dove On Air.